0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 25 of Digital Dissection, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties. Welcome back to the coverage on the history of RPGs. This is a Part 2 of our series. If you haven't checked out Part 1, we highly recommend hearing about the origins of the genre before today's dissection.
1: If you manage to get here today by accident in the midst of a two-part series, um, how about you try searching us by typing in Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast, wherever you listen to the other podcasts that you listen to. If you're not following podcast websites, however, you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Digital Dissect 1 or Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. Our social media websites share more pop culture news and current information.
2: And speaking of current information, we are proud to announce that next week we're going to be speaking to a very special guest. Josh Sawyer, game designer at Obsidian Entertainment, will be joining us to discuss the work on role-playing games that he has committed to. Josh has directed and designed many familiar games in his 20 plus years in the industry. We're excited to welcome him to the Dissection crew, and we'll be talking games like Ice Wing Dale, Fallout New Vegas, Pillars of Eternity, and The Outer Worlds, to name a few. You won't want to miss this episode. We're excited, and we hope you are too. Last time on Digital Dissection... <laughs> the
1: gang oh. talked about RPGs from yesteryear. <laughs> they got us all the way up until the late 1990s, where we start today. Will they go into new games that we want to talk about and hear of, or they continue to talk about the good old days? Stay tuned.
2: <laughs> Imagine if we could afford a voiceover talent, you know, in, in, the, in the pan-Atlantic, <laughs> that, that could go through and, and recap it like an old Justice League cartoon. Wouldn't that be something?
1: Oh, yeah. The Justice Friends would be great. <laughs> I mean, I also like, we should, I want to do an episode where we just, um, we just do the whole episode in the Pan-Atlantic uh, uh, accent. And then we have the listeners say how long it took them to shut us off because we were just so goddamn annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: but we committed to it. We were smoking the entire
1: time. We, we were, were, wearing were trench coats and, mm-hmm. and bowler, you know, bowler hats. Like it was, it was, yeah, just it just was classy. Show. But at the same time, uh, you know, our our most dedicated fans were like, "Yeah, I shut it off because I felt like I was listening to the World Series, the first one." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> when it was just a <laughs> series. It wasn't a series yet. It was just no, one it was series. series. Just a one <laughs> series. One series. <laughs> one series long. I couldn't take it.
0: That's what it sounds like when you attend the World's Fair. <laughs> yes,
1: the world of
2: tomorrow.
1: Ah, yeah. uh, yes, where well, people it. have flying cars and are having sex with robots. That's the God damn them. Thing. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, getting back into RPGs, um, one thing I'm going to throw out there that we didn't talk about last time, that I think deserves a little, a little bit of attention, was a little ditty that came out in the Super Nintendo. I know it's one of Mark's favorite RPGs out there. I don't know how innovative it was, but I'm talking about goddamn Super Mario RPG. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean this is like early attempts at 3D graphics on a um on a on a, on, a, on a on a gaming console, so not PC based. And as far as like early 3D graphics go, like, this thing looked a lot better than Star Fox did when it came out. And Star Fox didn't look horrible uh, when it came out in the Super Nintendo. Uh, so if you rec- not, if you recall back to anyone who played uh, the original Star Fox, yeah, yeah, er- definitely early 3D graphics uh, working there. But, yeah, I mean, this is a fun storyline. It had, uh, like, the turn-based mechanics that the three of us really, really like. And I think, isn't Bowser your buddy in this game? He
2: becomes your buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, which which is why um, I know we didn't spend a whole lot of time on it, but it's because of the fact that like there were different schools of RPGs, right? Mm-hmm. We had the Western world, which we largely were kind of staying within, right?
1: Yeah, that's um, where we, we definitely was our bread and butter last episode. I
3: feel
0: like we might yeah. have more experience there.
1: Yeah, a little there yeah. uh, in the... In the... <laughs> little bit (laughs) yeah not not the mud era that uh things started off in uh the multi-user dungeons but definitely like pure dungeon crawler yeah that's where we that's where we hung out
2: yeah the the super mario rpg i think was really the right balance though of for one having the backing of a triple a title right Mm um and then having like like the best jrpg creators at the time working on it too yeah because Uh, the reason why it was so easy to get behind is because it's Mario it's like yeah yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. I know him I
2: I know that dude like why would you not want to play with them so I think Mm -hmm. it was really great just from uh, the initial standpoint of of the the Mario RPG is that it's a great-looking game Mm -hmm. Um, it it takes familiar but it also introduces you to new characters in the Mario universe yeah and uh, yeah it's got that isometric RPG style where you're kind of playing on a quote unquote grid that you can't see. Right. Um, and you move across the board and, you know, you wallop familiar looking characters and some brand new ones. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was beautiful. Love that game.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I brought that up because there's something that we don't have in the episode notes tonight that I'm going to bring up later. And it has to do a lot with that familiarity that you talked about uh, Mark, with like, who doesn't know Mario? Everyone knows Mario. So it was Nintendo's way of capitalizing off of that that iconic character they'd already created and moving into the RPG world. And I'm going to use that same uh, familiarity of like, here's some beloved characters, here's some sweet um, JR, like original characters, we're going to put them together and we're going to have a great story and a great game. But we're going to move on to where we left off last time so i think we were talking about basically um like computer rpgs specifically uh, again uh we basically lived there uh because again like console stuff like it started coming out like and they had it, it definitely it's golden time in the 1990s but like yeah rpgs were definitely dominated in the pc world uh from well i mean i'm not going to count the 70s because that was like huge mainframe many computers with their powers combined to summon the RPG uh, in college universities that could afford them. Uh, and you didn't get to play them at home because like, you did not have the processing power um, to, to handle those games. So uh, where, should then, uh, where should we start with, with uh, this, the great world of RPG gaming on PC?
2: Well, there is a specific event that we just didn't have time for uh, on our, mm-hmm. our last conversation. And it's going to feel a little, little off because we're we're going to be kind of going ahead and then taking a step back. Okay. <laughs> um, so one thing that I absolutely wanted to do uh, was explore Fallout, the 1997 game Fallout that would be uh, created by Interplay, um, which was the spiritual successor to Wasteland and involved a lot of the same people creating it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a long story here about wasteland was basically owned by ea uh when when some of these properties were sold off whatever right so interplay couldn't call it wasteland they had to create their own idea they had some different you know game idea names that they were uh throwing around at the time but fallout ended up winning um the reason why i wanted to focus on fallout not just because it's a great RPG style game once again isometric view just like Mario RPG, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you have your characters you have your party and you have stats you get different weapons all that good stuff well There is a very specific thing that happened in this game that I wanted to take a little bit of time with because Yes, it's a computer RPG, but we're also calling back to some very early RPG days when this is still a pen and paper pen and pencil paper and pencil pencil and paper there you Got go there eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, has anyone here heard GURPS like, heard of "Gurps"?
1: Irma GURPS no that not quite Irma but, GURPS yeah, GURPS. yeah I, I tried one of yes I, I tried to summon one of the old memes from the dog <laughs>
2: You can't say this, but Joe is like, he's got like a a stick with like, you know, bones hanging off of it
1: and he's just, you know, rattling it up in the air. Yep. Very rift, like Yep. Me, my sweatpants, (laughs) in the bathrobe. With my (laughs) pants. Well,
2: the reason why I want to bring up GURPS is because this acts as a really good way to join what would happen in 1997. And taking us on a little bit of a history right back to the 80s where we're gonna spend some time. So, GURP stands for Generic Universal Role Playing System. And it was created by uh, Steve Jackson. Now, when Fallout was trying to develop its statistics for, you know, characters and, and all the stuff that we've pretty much grown accustomed to seeing in an RPG, um, there was a bit of a disagreement over being able to use the GURP system in character creation in fallout because steve jackson said this game is way too violent it's way too mature and i don't want to have this attached to it so yeah the creators of fallout were like well sorry but we're gonna leave some of that stuff in yeah buy some of it
1: yeah come (laughs) on man you you expect us to just drop our full frontal nudity that we spent decades programming into this Yes, yeah, yeah, Steve, you don't
3: why do you... we looked at
1: <laughs> enter cyberpunk. cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, Steve,
2: you might as well just put your mug on the goddamn Quaker Oats box. Okay. Cause that's what you're acting <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not, I don't hate Steve Jackson for protecting the group system and the integrity nah. of the GRIP system. That's fine. Um, but the, the folks to interplay had to figure out, okay, well, shit, what system do we create? Mm-hmm. Well, they would go from Gerps and elevate to what's called the special system.
1: Special system. Not in quotes, but it is an acronym, ladies and gents.
2: Yeah, who wants to take a shot at what special stands for?
0: Oh. Strength, perception, endurance. Oh, is it? Grit, intelligence agility luck
2: you almost had it Joe do you want to take a shot um Chelsea's missing one one letter it's
1: special. for sure the C it's definitely the C I got it special physical education oh uh crap <laughs> I... yeah okay <laughs> it's definitely, so, Chelsea, definitely crap definitely crap yeah, oh cripes yeah, oh cripes Crap and Cripes. They're interchangeable in the Midwest. It's this was our Midwest work.
0: plug, and we'll never do it again. Sorry. Yep.
1: <laughs> Last week was Crip Trip, and this week it's Cripes oh, and Crap. <laughs>
0: next week we'll cover Ope.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, no. Yeah, the international listeners are just shaking their fists, like going, What the hell are they talking about over there? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. So, Chelsea, you had it almost. One hundred percent, except for C. C stood for charisma. Charisma.
0: Um, oh no, charisma. I should know
3: that.
2: Yeah, <sighs> but but you know this this would be um I mean I thought that this was a really good way of honestly vaulting us ahead into what would be uh you know the the next twenty years or so twenty five years of of gaming RPGs um and and this would even uh, maintain throughout some of the later. Uh, Fallout games too, so mm-hmm. just interesting that it would come out of a disagreement, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's why we have it. Um, so kind of a cool little, uh, you know, pit stop on our journey here. But yeah, I for me, like, if if I had to pinpoint some of my specific RPG experiences outside of some of the titles we've already talked about, mm-hmm. Fallout would definitely be one of them, uh, just because of that. Once again, that pseudo isometric view where it's like sort of 2d slash 3d you're tilted a little bit you know and you interact Mm -hmm. with the grid system um but yeah yeah definitely um a cool little pit stop here and (laughs) f after you've listened to our intro on this show we'll be talking much more about uh some of the folks behind this game in uh, just a little bit of a week week's time so yeah and i'm
1: always happy that i follow into the conversation because of my favorite jokes that i like to throw into these shows of well, I don't have a degree in theoretical physics, but I do have a theoretical degree in physics. Um, <laughs> does come from the Fallout series. <laughs> oh man! Awesome. Oh uh, shoot! All right. Well, um, so we now speaking of like uh, like the whole PC RPG realm, I think it's time that we we broach the topic of no longer just staying in the RPG land, digging into the mmorpg land of yes. mmorpgs or the oh is that is it massive multiplayer online role-playing game yes. is that that's the yeah. right term yeah. i got yeah. that right fantastic massively, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah massively you got all those letters right more stuff uh involved <laughs> you in keep the, falling the apart thing. in
0: the middle of the acronym i
1: do i think i'm rolling <laughs> i'm like i've got something here and then yeah i'm not plan this far ahead into the <laughs> acronym <laughs>
2: yep my my mother's only remaining parent got sliced
1: <laughs> oh, that worked that's i feel like that's like how you remember how to like like scale up in music uh, with that that acronym we got there ooh
2: got slotted that's what, that's what would be good <laughs>
1: oh oh boy that got yeah, dark that's a rough one that's dark that's a rough one okay well um This is where, you know, we're taking some, like, a lot of, like, a large text-based stuff to, like, this is a whole open world of just just crazy amounts of shit for you to explore. And you You can virtually do anything. Yeah, you and your friends. Just fucking explore, man. Get out there. Do stuff. But not for real life. Not for real. Don't go that far.
0: Pretend life.
1: Pretend life. Very much. Mm. Because eventually you'll be able to be introduced to mounts. One of Chelsea's favorite things. In MMORPGs is, is to unlock new mounts.
0: I'm just a collector in general.
1: If, <laughs> if it exists, I
0: must have it.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll probably never actually mount it. However, <laughs> it should be an option. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah, only going to pull it be. out when mm-hmm. I need to
0: roll up and you know show some other person that I don't even know online that I have something <laughs> that they don't have and that I'm better than them.
1: <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right uh so yeah now uh like going like far back into the rpgs like i like the game that i found is like one like the actual first commercial based rpg never heard of uh came out one year before mark and i were born in 1985 which just blows my mind that they had even on like even if this is like you know this is this is the point it's still like i think college mainframe based like it's like you have to have a pretty powerful pc like you weren't playing this when you got home uh it was island of kasami or kasamai I, i'm probably butchering that but either way it's uh, K-A-S-M-A-I. um mm, Cosmai and, and- cosmo maybe but then it is the first commercial available so like i guess you, you probably could get this at home as long as your computer was you know good enough um to do it but like nowadays uh you think of like uh you know yeah you're wow and you're paying you know something a month to play the game Fifteen uh, bucks,
0: good sir. <laughs>
1: that that's the price. That's the one. And which wait, kudos to WoW because the, like they're the only game that I think still gets away with that, right? Because like everything else, like, you know what? You can just have it. You paid for it once. Um, uh, no one's really like buying it every month. So you can just go ahead and keep playing. We're yeah, we're not gonna I, try and do it anymore. I, WoW's I, like, nah, we'll keep charging you because you'll come back.
0: And you're gonna keep paying it.
1: <laughs> and you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Island of Kasami wasn't there yet. They're not like, you know what? We're not doing monthly subscriptions because that's not even a really thing yet. Uh, instead they're going like the late night telephone route and they're charging you $12 an hour to play.
0: Holy oh, crap. In 1985.
1: Yeah. 12 Who were bucks these an hour?
0: millionaires? That's insane. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Yeah, you know, these, these were the guys who got VHS right away.
0: I get pissed off when yeah. my Netflix got you know more expensive than eight bucks a month, and these people are over <laughs> here paying twelve dollars an hour to play freaking mm-hmm. some island game.
1: <laughs> now, when you're thinking some island game, oh, you this know, game, I'm thinking
0: Hello Kitty Island Adventure,
1: damn right, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. That's exactly what this is. And you can play anywhere between with one other Hello Kitty fan or 100 Hello Kitty fans playing at the same time because that's oh, wow. what the online server could handle, but you know what? Wow. From 1985, 100, 100 people getting together playing online, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's impressive. That's pretty cool. And I guess, nice. like, you know, explaining that to your significant other, like, yeah, hey, sweetie, I know I've, I've, I've just shelled out $24 for the past two hours, but there are 99 other people here playing this video game with me. And I'm and sure this guy's been sure. on for a
0: week straight, so it could be worse.
2: <laughs> well, okay. So for devotees of this show, when Joe and I first started digital dissection, mm-hmm. we thought it would be funny to constantly mention inflation rates. And, inflation. And how, <laughs> and how much things would cost then versus now. So I have come prepared, Joe, even though Ooh. I had no idea you were going to mention this. He's ran the numbers, ladies
1: and gents, which is good he because stopped
0: I, long enough so that he I, could just do some keyboard <laughs> warrior research.
2: Believe it or not, we actually have these things at the ready because we've been doing it so much. Um, but $12 <laughs> in 1985 would have the purchasing power of $30. Two cents. Today. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: I'm single, and I'd get in trouble for doing that. Holy yeah, crap. yeah. Your mom would be calling, like, "What do you mean, what Joe? You I didn't raise you to pay thirty dollars an hour for a video game." <laughs> Take that He's thirty dollars and fixed... go down to the quick trip and find a wife so
3: that I can have <laughs> grandchildren.
1: <laughs> That's exactly He's... what she would do. Oh my gosh!
2: He's on a fixed income. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, oh my, my God. God! That's outrageous to me. I mean, yeah. I understand that it probably was a very costly game, you mm-hmm. know, to keep servers up and things like that. Like, I'm really sure it probably did, you know, cost those developers pretty much as much money as they were charging to keep it even live. Oh, but wait.
1: still, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably had to pay people just to sit next to like you know the servers with fire extinguishers just in case they, they went ablaze.
0: Someone fanning them like, down. Yep, with just... a notebook constantly. Mm-hmm.
2: And the donkey is, is you know pushing the, the, the wheel, the wooden wheel around to keep the, the internet on.
0: With a carrot tied to it, like on a spring. <laughs> oh, Welcome man. to
2: 1985. Yep. We got, we, we got donkeys, powering the internet. We got vests on. We're nowhere near a body of water. It's a madhouse.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. end yeah. well,
2: of Casmy. Good
1: Lord. Yep. And it, so we've got, like, the paying-to-play-now thing out of the way uh, for MMORPGs that we're used to today. But then, two years later, we finally get a lot of the things that we uh, we expect out of those MMORPGs coming out of a game called Avalon The Legend Lives, um, which I think this was another uh, commercially available one. Uh, I mean, it's in 87, so it's a couple years after the one. But who knows? Who knows? I'm guessing, I'm guessing commercially available. Um, but like this game really went ham. It had like fleshed out economics. You could do digital farming. That was yeah. there. Um, you with labor mechanics. You could do player driven autonomous governments, which is crazy. So you can make up your own government in these games. Um, you had actual like warfare and conquest systems with legions, battalions, trenches, and minefields. So uh, you know thousands of unique player abilities in this game. And skills form on the basis of like you know their PvP system, as opposed that uh, was like skill based, as opposed to just like leveling up and you get it um, mm. sort of thing. So yeah, it was it was pretty big. Um, and uh, from what I've read, like other games like did that better, but this game is the first one that really got all those mechanics out there. Um, so this is like you know when you find out like you you're paying your your fifteen dollars a month for WoW. And then you figure out, like, hey, there are games within the game that I can do and focus on if I really if I really fucking want to. And like Avalon was doing that uh, back in the 80s, which is pretty cool.
0: Have you ever seen the cover art for this game?
1: I have not.
0: It is completely epic.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Please, please describe it, it to me.
0: It is exactly what you would picture of like an 80s um, like fantasy graphic where you have this like glorious mage in this all white garb with this giant flowing white beard holding his scepter like up in the air underneath a stone archway. It is yeah. <laughs> It is a mood and it is, it is on point for... Um for the time period. <laughs> that
1: belongs gloriously airbrushed on the side of a massive van somewhere. It 100 <laughs> percent does. Yeah. Eyeballs oh, that are
0: light up on that van too. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere in that in that same like airbrush thing, is the van itself airbrushed as a part of the whole thing? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. You know,
0: if we had unlimited money, this is what we'd be doing.
1: Yes, this is what we'd be doing. And I base <laughs> this entirely off of the fact that back in our Whitewater days, uh, there was a guy <laughs> in a truck that lived next to old toppers. And he had this awesome fantasy scene airbrushed in the tailgate of his truck. And within that fantasy scene was his own truck. Just there.
3: <laughs> that's, that's
0: incredible.
1: <laughs> I know. It was awesome. Like, I, like, I love that truck. I've never seen it move. It probably doesn't run. But it's epic in its own right that it's just sitting there providing everyone like around with entertainment, pure entertainment.
2: You know, speaking of (laughs) if we had the money, this game would be known for a very specific innovation, which would involve the first virtual transaction for housing purchased by player Niblick. And uh, he would purchase this property, and then sell the house for a profit.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at that guy flipping flipping housing digitally.
2: Yeah. Hey, you yeah. know what? The 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 property values in Mercenay, the first city of Avalon, definitely worth uh playing that market, you know, getting yeah. some equity.
1: Do you think uh human and started the DHG TV channel? Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, just just imagine if they like ripped off like flip or flop and <laughs> and uh and and you can just hear it or it's like Sometimes we buy houses sight unseen and try to flip them for a profit. <laughs> Dear God. I'd I come in, it.
0: cover up all these skulls and all this exposed brick with subway tile and everything would look <laughs> identical. It'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> you go underneath and you can see that yeah, the structure still got the bark on it and you know she's got good bones when she still has the bark on it. Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why do I always go to like weirdly like scottish or irish with everything i was gonna say it was
2: montgomery scott with a with a beard i think that's what we got there
1: (laughs) that's fine i'm happy that i got montgomery scott on that one i'll go scotty any day
2: (laughs) isn't that something though like 1987 people are Mm -hmm. flipping you know make believe text-based houses for profit i
0: kind of want to go back in time and slap that guy in the face because man has that just ruined my life in current (laughs) mmo rpgs if
2: you you slap niblick you better mean it that's
1: all i'm gonna say
0: oh i'll slap niblick and he'll know i'm serious
1: Mm -hmm. or she who am i to say This sounds like some asshat in an island really driving up the cost of turnips to me, <laughs> uh, oh. that's right. In that case, oh
0: though, let's watch those turnips skyrocket because I'm here to make money.
2: <laughs> or, or let's forget that we bought them, not open the game for a week, and find Whoop. them spoiled across all the beaches of the oh island. Oh no! Now that's
0: that's, oh, that's wasted
2: okay. currency right there. That's okay. It happens, but Oof. you know what? The journey would continue yeah the the mmo wouldn't just you know sit in a box and collect dust it would Mm. it would continue on and uh we would initially get in the mid 90s the big three uh which would be you know ultima online everquest and asheron's call uh two of these games are still actually around
1: believe it or not yeah yeah um i mean ultima is eternal we i think we we did discuss that last time and yeah, EverQuest, hanging EverQuest
0: going strong. Yep,
1: hanging in there. I remember my uh, my my brother and his friends like tried playing that game for a while. Um, they, I was allowed to like make a character in my brother's account, so I made a wood elf archer and named him Link with a Y instead of an I. Thought it was super clever, super
0: cool, <laughs> super super cool.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, they wouldn't let me call him my dude. Wasn't allowed. <laughs> are like, like, come on, man. That's not a wood elf name. Try again. <laughs> okay. Did and, you mean and... calibrimbor <laughs> <laughs>
2: Joe, for some reason, uh, I'm I'm just seeing you like uh, you name the character, and you got a smirk on your face, and then. You're like sipping Mountain Dew, what is it, the hard wire <laughs> with your pinky yeah, up?
1: Live wire. Live wire. Live wire Oh man. It was right up there with when I think I think it was, yeah, Chelsea's husband tried to get me to play uh like going forward was that uh, was the Star Wars MMRPG.
0: Yeah, he and really I, liked that.
1: He did. I oh, chose man. like the uh the blind um class of Jedi's <laughs> and I named him Blinken.
2: so let me guess uh the story of your character uh your brothers died in the war um your dog got run over by a carriage and uh your cat died because it choked on your goldfish
1: yep and that is uh that's what uh decided me to say i must pursue the jedi way um, because if you have to watch your cat choke on a goldfish, you know, the dark side is at work and you must stop it <laughs> before that's it true. can get anyone else's cat.
2: Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's the pathway to abilities that some would consider a natural Joe. So <laughs> I, I feel like that's the, that's the step one. <laughs> yep. Watch a cat choke on a goldfish. Step one. Oh, uh, yeah. Well really what's what's interesting here um i remember that uh i think i was even like early college days i still remember people playing these games obviously not asheron's Mm -hmm. call which is no longer with us yeah um but i I thought this would be a respect yeah yeah, let's pour a little bit out here for asheron's call um (laughs) but oddly enough uh for once again devotees of this program or program as joe likes to say
1: it's a good program uh,
2: it was during this mid to late (laughs) <laughs> you can't see this, but Chelsea's got a big American flag flying behind her right now, and she says "program, program, program." <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who listened to the Pokemon Go episode, which uh, we we actually covered fairly early on in this mm-hmm. show's history, uh, John Hankey, creator of Pokemon Go, who you know basically had lettuce and tomatoes thrown at him at the first uh, Go Fest.
1: Yep, yep. Still one of my happiest moments was seeing that man get booed off the stage at GoFest. <laughs> I wasn't there well, personally. I had to YouTube it. But still, I felt like I was right there with him, booing him.
2: I was there. I was there.
3: In spirit. During you know this I'd time. be there
1: booing. <laughs> yeah, because at that time, I think you already quit on it by GoFest 1, didn't you?
0: I mean, quit is bit. such a firm... Yeah definite yeah. word i mean does anyone <laughs> really quit
1: yeah i, I mean with you it's kind of like uh you know um knocking over uh, like a vending machine you got to tip it back and forth a few times to really get the door falls over yeah it's just
0: it's a really tough it's an abusive relationship with me being the abused
1: yeah <laughs> i can just see
2: chelsea on the ground with like a galaxy s2 going I can stop anytime. I can stop anytime. <laughs> I am in
0: control.
2: <laughs> well, John Hankey, who created Meridian 59, also one of the original, like you know, mid 90s RPGs. Meridian 59, still out there if y'all want to play it.
1: It's just it's nah. crazy what's still holding on. I mean, he's he's ruined one part of my life him. I, I want to say ruined, he controls one part. Of- my life uh, more than I want him to I can't give him Meridian 59 <laughs> it's probably really fun and there' are people who really like the game and I'm not gonna say it's a bad game I just refuse that John Henke have any more of my life than he already has
2: I mean that's fair yeah,
1: yeah. it's also why I'll never play that stupid weather map game There's a weather, map, weather
0: game? map game
1: yeah that portal game thing that he like he uses the uh, same like Pokemon go uses the same like data from yeah ingress yeah that's the one yep yeah, it looks like a stupid weather map you can't tell me that's fun <laughs> i mean
0: i have we, no we idea might... what you're talking about at this moment <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, it's okay i think it might be worth saving for another time though because mm-hmm. i think i think joe has more commentary than we have time for this evening we do and we have uh, to continue uh... on we must yeah. go on to the Onward. times of america online <laughs> yes we're talking about a little game called Never Winter Nights, and yeah. uh, I mean, th- this would be, um, you know, like like Joe said, this was powered by AOL, and I think it lived <laughs> exclusively uh, within AOL, didn't it? And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's that's what it was powered by.
1: Yeah, um, that was uh, it was part of the draw of the game, I believe. It was like or like draw to AOL. It's like, hey, check out this sweet game that you need our web system or a web our web provisions to play. Don't
0: worry, we're going to be sending you cd-roms of our service for the mm-hmm. rest of eternity
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i still have them they make great coasters oh yeah <laughs> except for oh, that little hole like... in the middle yeah i mean that's why you <laughs> need to like you know use like a like a soda can because it just sweats around the mm, hole <laughs>
0: naturally yeah,
1: naturally just goes around there You use a cup it's going right through yeah
0: <laughs> just a smaller Mm-hmm. Just a smaller water
1: stain yep. then. Yep. They're also great for if you're attacked and jumped in the middle of the night, you can just throw them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Which, never winter you know nights. <laughs> as you know, as, as primitive as this may have been, working with AOL, um, it is credited, even though we mentioned the big three already, it is credited mm-hmm. to be the first MMO that was graphics based and uh and not just working off of text. So yeah. I mean, for as ridiculous as those dial up days were, <laughs> we, <laughs> we got this banger out of it. Um, yep. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, that game ran for a good amount of time. It actually went up until uh, 1997. So from 91 to 97. <gasps> that's a good can, run there. Yeah. 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 You can hang on out in Neverwinter winter. Mm-hmm. Nights and days. So. <laughs> but yeah, I
1: hear that's a hotter than hot in more than one way.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And this is why we have the comment section, folks. If you got yeah. that reference. Yeah, please. And, and, you, and you either <laughs> like or hate Joe for having said it, please. Please <laughs> post it there.
1: And uh, if the reference is also stuck in your head for any any duration of time. Uh, you're how long? Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, or I'm sorry. One of the two. You pick. <laughs>
2: Well, um <laughs> yeah well continuing our our march down, you know down. uh what do i call it here mm-hmm. mmo
1: lane yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there's been
0: a lot of side quests but it's part of it there,
1: <laughs> i mean that's a part of that's a part of any rpg yeah
0: yeah you don't just get to go straight to the end that's no, ridiculous
1: no you don't get to do that you don't get to play the story from a to b to z uninterrupted no. you go from a monster? to b to an asterisk, to a one, to a weird <laughs> symbol that I've never seen before in my life. You to go all graveyard. the way back. <laughs> <sighs> yes.
2: Well, you know, mm-hmm. this would be uh, kind of the point of a Fantasy Star Online back in two thousand on the Sega Dreamcast. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was this was an action based RPG. Now, yeah. Sega mm-hmm. unfortunately is the recipient or the beneficiary benefactor of just decisions that didn't quite go well for them. Yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, Sega Chairman uh, Isao Okawa instructed the Sonic team to develop an online game for the Dreamcast, which literally everybody had. Everyone. Everyone.
1: I had two. I mean,
2: because, I did
0: have yeah. a Dreamcast.
2: <laughs> See, uh, and I'm the only one that didn't. I, I'm the only one who didn't have
1: it, so I either way. I, it... I, I, I didn't have it. I'm so glad we d- did.
0: I don't know <laughs> any other person that had one. I thought you were making a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately was, because uh, Okawa believed that like this was the future of consoles. Mm-hmm. Like We're going to be all playing MMOs, only on consoles. That's what we're going to be doing all the time. I mean... I don't think he's truly incorrect, but, uh, you know, MMO based console games just haven't done nearly as well as the CRPGs that we've kind of been covering. Right. Um, and one of the few examples of the console based RPG actually still doing well is final fantasy 11, which would come out a couple of years later in 2002. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, so the reasons for that we can get into without, obviously doing a review here, we're trying to cover the RPG, but Mm -hmm. uh, does anyone know what about Final Fantasy 11 made it such a game changer? Not not. uh, (laughs) That's not meant to be a joke. Uh, But
1: why (laughs) was it a game changer for the MMO? Well, I believe what you may be hinting at is actually something that uh, modern games are actually starting to do. And that is crossplay. Yeah. Yeah, you could play yeah. this thing. If you had a PlayStation 2, you could play with people who run their PCs.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. Exactly. No longer must be, must be war <laughs> with our friends who stupidly bought the other console. That <laughs> is the one that you purchased.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I was definitely on like a little PlayStation Island in college. hmm um, and everyone was on their xbox like all right that's fine y'all have fun over there
0: yes all of our other friends had xboxes mm-hmm.
1: yep yep and we just sat there playing our story-based games that were fun <laughs>
2: <laughs> well hey you know what this game would uh endure for a couple of reasons you mentioned crossplay it does mm-hmm. live exclusively on the pc now so it's still around um one of the i know we've talked a lot about titles in this episode so far but I do want to talk about a very specific mechanic in this game that very few RPGs attempt and very, even fewer, actually get it right. Um, now, you're familiar with picking a class in an RPG, pretty standard, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Final Fantasy Eleven, you actually pick jobs and you can collect gear that Ooh. align with different jobs. And so, let's jobs basically equal classes right well depending on what type of equipment you find which you can literally find like anything out there it's a very massive expansive world Mm -hmm. um which might i add final fantasy 11 is also credited with being the first like massive open world experience right it's the first massive open world mmo but this this jobs and classes idea you can change really whenever you want like if you want to go after a different armor set because you found some cooler stuff that you want to go after and do different skills with have at it you can go that direction yeah. um and and so final fantasy 11 um i mean it was great because for one that type of flexibility and actually having that kind of freedom was you just didn't have it in any other game no other mmo or no other rpg could come close to that um it did come at a cost, though, because in Final Fantasy XI, it was just a really fucking hard game.
1: There's got to be a trade-off. See, like you had me, though, like, you can just change your job on a whim. Yeah, you can do that in college with your major and everything seems, you know, dandy until, like, oh, I, I changed my major, so this means I have more years ahead of me now. Well, son of a bitch.
0: Well, if it's not the consequences of my actions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> or or the real life consequences of what joe actually did in college for those of you watching at home
1: yeah this is what you get when you, uh, you're uh a semester away from graduating to you change your major whoops <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but hey to change the topic uh <laughs> we are now in i believe around 2002 uh with final fantasy 11 and here is where uh, my strategy of talking about Mario or the Super Mario RPG um, comes into play, because another action RPG hits the stage in 2002. That is a uh, Square Enix game that is massively popular, um, I wonder, and I'd is feel it
0: also magical.
1: It is very magical. I would say so, what, it takes so place magical? in a magical kingdom. You may yes. even want to go with mm-hmm. <laughs> quite whimsical. Is it, of course.
2: Does it involve the strategic usage of, of keys and shoes that just don't fit any actual human being? Way too big, <laughs> way too big. <laughs> must but have that's,
0: giant shoes for must stability have giant reasons. Shoes.
1: Stability and probably entertaining the children because that's what clowns use, right? Their big shoes entertain the children. So <laughs> I mean, you know,
2: it's there. A, a guy with shoes that big. He
1: fucks. Yeah, he you fucks. Know what they say. Yeah. Yeah. He big shoes. Big socks, man. Big <laughs> shoes, big socks. Yeah. So, Kingdom Hearts comes out in 2002, which I would be yeah. remiss to, like, talk about RPGs and not talk about Kingdom Hearts a little bit. Because, again, the wildly popular um, game, uh, stills a following, and apparently uh, they're looking at, like, turning it into a Disney Plus series now. So interesting taking that that sweet character recognition of disney and throwing it into the rpg with the uh the creatively large-footed potentially large-footed uh japanese characters and making a, a fantastic story with yeah who's like, who can fill those shoes right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, i'm here two days a week ladies and gents yeah um,
3: we'll
0: stop now. though uh, i'm so sorry yeah
1: i'm sorry We won't do that again but uh, like here is like <laughs> this is a time where, like it was weird because like action based rpg and i wasn't complaining about it because it was a fun game um yeah and i think it's because i don't know like it was i don't know it, it was noon is different and you had Goofy there, so it wasn't going to be normal anyway. So you just knew, like, right. this is be something different when you got Goofy and Donald hanging out with you.
0: Right. And you also didn't know any different, because that's yeah. how the game always was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. yeah I, Perfect.
1: I, I, for
2: those of you that listen to our side stitch this week, you might be picking up on some of the uh, residual spiciness left over from mm-hmm. final fantasy <laughs> <from> turn <turn-based, laughs> to, to based to action based yeah, and, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. but i i want to i do strongly agree that kingdom hearts as an rpg um was a very fun game because it obviously took some of our you know favorite disney properties and mm-hmm. gave them a different angle for you to experience it from um but from a purely rpg standpoint um you know, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, I, I might get some like crazy flack for this. So I apologize in advance. But uh, I would say the majority of the um, the RPG elements that I really enjoy mm-hmm. were fairly static. And I'm talking about like the weapons, right? Yep. Like, like mm-hmm. the weapons in this game, fairly static kind of thing. Um, and so to me, it didn't truly feel like an RPG in the vein of some of the stuff we talked about in part one,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, as well as even some of the things we just mentioned today, like like Kingdom Hearts is a, don't get me wrong, very entertaining game, mm-hmm. very addicting, fantastic story. But, I don't know, I, I, I will get flack for this. I don't consider it to be the strongest from an RPG element. I mean, I don't Still, know.
0: Rabble, rabble, rabble,
2: this, rabble. this is
1: basically... <laughs> This is Mark's It's not you. It's me. Speech. Um, that he's giving the Kingdom Hearts right now.
0: You're great, Kingdom Hearts. You're so great. You're gonna make someone else so happy. <laughs> but that's a no for me, dog.
2: <laughs> but it's it's not it's not bad though. I mean, it's an entertaining mm-hmm. game. But you know, you're you're probably gonna have one of those. Someone is going to say that, and it's not just me. I don't I don't mean just me. Hopefully if you're if listening not. to this and <laughs> <laughs> so, someone else probably agrees with me and not just the man in the mirror. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. Oh man. Oh, no, I hard. do.
0: I do agree with you. I can, I can see how, you know, cause there are PGs out there, you know, that are super complex and they're, they're difficult and there's a lot of decision-making and a lot of things that go you know, into, into your weapons, into your stats, into, you know, everything that you're equipping and putting on your character. I mean, all that's super baked into, you know, what it is to be playing an RPG. And I think with, you know, I mean, with that Disney title and everything like that too, I think they're just trying to apply or, you know, be more appealing to more of the masses.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, well, but seriously, the, the most interpretation and, and creativity you're going to get from this game is designing your gummy ship i mean that's mm-hmm. that's 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 why i'm i'm not trying to get myself murdered here by mm-hmm. by like criticizing this because I, I love the game i played it i played the shit out of it but as far as like rpgs that uh, that like as we're going through time here right like as we're mm-hmm. evolving from console-based rpgs text-based rpgs and now we're getting you know into um you know some of these more modern iterations I would think that um that you you would see more customization as we go mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not continue to see more of these maybe linear ba- like 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 linear style of uh you know weapons acquisition e- even customization to for the most part there's not there's not much of that at all here
1: yeah so you said the, yeah. the good chip lollipop just wasn't enough for you
2: no it was not no Mm-mm. need more joe
1: Yes, and that's why, just a year later, I think you may get more with a little game called The Knights of the Old Republic in 2003 by Bioware. Oh, dear God. Yeah. (laughs) This this is what Mark was looking for because, (laughs) yeah, yep, um, because this is, one, just a phenomenal game. Like, if you have not gotten a chance to play Knights of the Old Republic, uh, you can still get it, I think, on the PC uh if you don't want to get if uh, you can say a good piece the pc what is this the hartford and aarp joe (laughs) you can get it on the pc if you don't have it for your consoles um you can still play it on pc it's still like it's still operable they still work on the servers and stuff um but yeah no like you get more of the customization because you can you can pick what your character looks like more. You can pick what your lightsaber is going to look like, uh, like different classes and subclasses to pick from. Uh, and you just get much more of that RPG that you really, really want with it, along with an incredibly, incredibly solid Star Wars story um, yes. that builds off of existing, like, like I think, as I think there are comics also at this time or novels about, like, The Old Republic. And the game mm-hmm. like builds off of these, so the game developers I know when they're making this um, were definitely helping, relying off of like some of that mythos because there's a great like mid-story twist in this game uh, when you are no matter what you do uh, because it does have uh, the game uh, has like an alignment system so like the choices you make in the game actively make you go to either the light side of the force or the dark side of the force, uh, mm-hmm. which is really cool and those actions will determine what happens in the game, but it seems like even no matter what you might try doing, the game may steer something in its story towards one direction and it it gets to a, a point that's very interesting. I don't wanna give it away if you haven't got a chance to play it. I know it's an old game from 2003, but oh my God, if you haven't played it, such a great twist in the game. Uh, go and play you some and Coder. And Joe,
2: this game from an RPG standpoint I always tell people this game is why sperm banks exist. Okay, <laughs> play the game. Yeah, they, they, they don't give you porn at the sperm bank. They have you play Knights of the Old Republic, and <laughs> the whole thing goes so much faster. Because, oh, God, it's just mm-hmm. such a it is such a wonderful game. It, I mean, and Bioware, uh, you know, would would go on to create a another you know massive property in the uh pseudo rpg space here but Mm -hmm. knights of the old republic is uh yeah it's it's um,
1: i think it's a soft spot in every in the heart of every gamer who's played it um fuck was it fun man so (laughs) fun uh and like we talk about how like a lot of this owes there a lot of these games video games like owe parts of the mechanics to the old uh paper pencil and dice rolling games this uses a d20 based system for whenever you attack anything so this is, this is not it's not turn-based RPG, but it's also not action-based RPG. Um, so basically, you'll go up to an enemy, you'll click to attack them, and it basically rolls a digital D20 for you. You don't see the D20 roll. That's what's happening in the programming background. And it's going to take all those stats that you've been pouring experience points and all the other, like, basically points into, and that's going to help determine what could happen when you attack the other player. Uh, and the same thing happens when someone tries, when something else tries to attack you. So it's not like, again, it's not like, you know, the turn-based stuff where you're like, all right, I will use this spell or this general attack, but it's also not like hack and slash like crazy with your buttons. It's this interesting, I don't know, I don't want to say it's not even in-between thing because you're not picking your attack, you're just picking to attack. And then from there, the the computer is going to decide what happens after that. Well, and to explain... D20.
2: So D20 refers to a 20-sided dice, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it was that set of rules that um, we got from uh, Wizards of the Coast, you know, back in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. um, for those of you who remember our, our pal, uh, Mr. Gygax, you know, mm-hmm. this, is,
3: mm-hmm. this is taking
2: some of, <laughs> some of those, those principles and kind of bringing it into the modern age, because these rules were developed for the uh, third edition of Dungeons and Dragons. So um, yeah, I, I really do appreciate this because, once again, this this isn't going to be a, a walking criticism of what mm-hmm. RPGs should and shouldn't do. Because I, I
3: realize <laughs> I <laughs> kind of
2: got there. But in the spirit of what Knights of the Old Republic does, it, it is the idea that your stats do matter and they have consequences. Just, yeah. just kind of like what you mm-hmm. know, Chelsea humorously pointed out not that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's why this game not just being a star wars game is so strong is because you do feel invested for what you do to your characters here
1: yeah you you care about what's going to happen to them uh and there is so much care into what goes into this game that the developers did stick pretty close to source material that was there and when it came time to like even do mechanics of the game like find like oh like here's the map of the world that you can travel through like the galaxy the developers actually contacted like you know Lucasfilms, like, okay, so, like, we want a map of the galaxy that is within Star Wars, uh, and we'd like to, like, stay close to what you've developed, so could you uh, share us what you developed? And Lucasfilms laughed at them because they hadn't developed any of that. They're like, <laughs> no, we never laid out where the planets and shit were in the galaxy for our reader, uh, for, like, for that, uh, we've just worried about telling, like, the story. So the story no, matters. But the location of stuff, eh, yeah, it's out there. And you um, want... Cum-
0: Continuity, go create it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do that. So uh, what they did, well, actually, they, they turned to the fans. They turned to the fans who were like, okay, so if they took them this long to travel to this, this system, from this system, this is where they should be in relationship to each other. And they went to like, like basically the super fans who had plotted out where things should be and made their own maps based off mm-hmm. of their own estimations from what they've read and what they've watched. And that's where Knights of the Old Republic got basically the formation for their map system is because they listen to the source material that was actually there. They didn't complain. That they didn't have source material when they made this game. Uh, like some movies and movie makers Shot fired. Yep. Shots fired. Don't <laughs> care. Um, and then like they listen to the fans too, which like, you know, you don't have to pander to them, but like, you know,
0: I mean, but really though, know. is is there a better way to, to do fan service than just doing something really, really well? and going off of you know experience and feel and input i don't think so
1: i don't think so i mean it's that or food wars right (laughs) (laughs) well joe
2: this might feel like a curveball and chelsea Mm -hmm. just stop me if you've heard this one but um there was a planet that they they did have mapped out that they got in the notes and it was a a world called camelot and you don't go there because it's a silly place (laughs) <laughs> oh sorry, I had to throw a dry joke out there. It's, no, it's, no, it's, it's, no, no, it's we, needed that. we haven't recorded in so long. No. <laughs> well, all right. So we talked about Blizzard last week, right? Yeah. The mm. folks behind Diablo, StarCraft, Warcraft, which you know, these aren't RPGs, these are well Diablo is, but you know, strategy games. Like mm let's take chess and let's amp it up, you know. Um, so I, I know that the Blizzard would would give us a, a fairly indie indie uh, independent game here in 2004. Yeah, a real um, small but, game mm-hmm.
0: may have heard of it. Yeah, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: I don't think you can. I don't think we can talk about MMOs, mm-hmm. obviously, without without bringing up World of Warcraft. I feel like no, when mm-hmm. when you, even like when you speak about them, that's what people think about you know you think about wow um, so yeah I don't know world of Warcraft came up you know hot on hot on the tails of the 10-year anniversary you know of those um, <clears throat> excuse me of those original Warcraft games and you know to this day it's one of the highest grossing longest running MMO RPGs on on the planet. <laughs> it it Mm -hmm. doesn't get it does not get bigger um Mm -hmm. it is is a behemoth of a game and um it still is kind of crazy to me that neither of you have played because that doesn't make sense (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, yep Mm -hmm. you know this was a time in in mark's life and i don't talk in the third person very often
0: only when you're you know going back in time (laughs)
2: only when i'm going back in time Mm -hmm. i mean i I guess it was just the timing of of wow coming out in 2004 right like this was joe this was peak high school times for you and Mm -hmm. i it was this was the senior year like these were the fast times right Mm -hmm. like this is (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know that's that's why i i think i didn't really Mm -hmm. get into this very much but the thing that i always wondered because i've i've played mmos you know, after WoW came out. I played Lord of the Rings online. As I mentioned before, mm-hmm. I played Final Fantasy 11. I guess since I haven't actually played World of Warcraft, Chelsea, what, like, I guess what about this experience was was so different from that that came before it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So full, full confession, I have not um, played since the, the very beginning. So I was not a vanilla WoW player. I started playing. Um, Miss of Pandaria was my first expansion, and I started playing solely because my husband, who was just my boyfriend at the time, had spent you know three, four years begging me, trying to convince me to play this game. You know, it was definitely <laughs> a this makes no sense. Why won't you play this? You like everything else. You're going to love this game. Please mm-hmm. take a hit of this crack. You know, (laughs) (laughs) he, um, So it just eventually it it happened because just just create a character. That's all you have to do. Joe, he Mm -hmm. says this to you all the time. Joe, just come on. Create a character.
1: He'll even let you be the dwarf character. It'll be great.
0: He'll even (laughs) let you be the dwarf character. Although you can't be one of the pretty blood elves because this is an alliance household over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I wanted to be a night elf mohawk
0: for the alliance um, yes absolutely which is hilarious because right off the bat that was the first thing and like ooh but this character this is i'm going to create a blood elf look at how pretty it is and he was just like no no no, no. you can't you can't do that
1: you will not hoard in this house yeah yes. he's like absolutely nope.
0: not we're on stormrage it's an alliance server you can't do this it's a big deal listen to me you're not doing that
1: so we was like okay strike one this is some bullshit <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, no. I'm like, okay, we hate these people. Got it. I can do that. (laughs) Absolutely. We hate them. We don't really know why, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we do. So I left my dreams of a pretty elf in the dust and created a Morgan Morlock, which is just like this gnarly... (laughs) 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 half human half werewolf and i don't know it just it didn't take long you know to you just there's a lot that you can do with character customization and then you get out there and i can walk around i can go anywhere i've got to pay attention to a lot of stuff i've got to look at a lot of little things and it was just before you know it like a friend is calling me up wanting to you know, go get coffee. And I'm just like, Oh, God, okay, I have an hour and a half. And Mm -hmm. I can play this game for an hour and 15 minutes. And then I can speed over to the other side of town and then have coffee and then come back and continue playing the game.
1: (laughs) And you've got a raid coming up. So coffee has to be quick.
0: Yes, that is. um, So that's a really good thing that you honestly bring up. So like there with wow, too, I think One of the cool things about the game is obviously Mm -hmm. it's multiplayer, so you can get online and play with all your friends and do things in a group and things that require coordination and people to play different roles and, you know, have some strategy and, and do things like that. Or you don't have to play that way at all. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. can, and which is how I started playing the game, honestly, which was just by myself. I don't really want to talk to you. I don't really mm-hmm. want to do any of this. I just want to go around and spend my time enjoying the game, leveling up slowly, catching, you know, all the little collect- collectible things that are possible to find and get. And then, you know, it evolves like all addictions do. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're <laughs> in a solid routine with dungeons, and you're a mythic level raider, and you don't have control of your life anymore. And <laughs>
2: it's it's true though. It doesn't matter which. Like I, I don't know if you want to call it modern MMO or MMOs, but like the the thing that I always thought was funny about MMOs because you play them to interact with other people, right? Or at least normally. I mean, that's um, the plan. I, I was one of those people. I would jump into an MMO. Like, I played Lord of the Rings online for the better part of, like, two and a half, three years. I I almost exclusively got from level one to the cap just grinding and playing up on my own. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would not run into anybody else. And I thought that was what was kind of funny about the the MMO was that compared to some of the earliest days of of rpgs that we've talked about where you you know you need to have like a your your you know your uh your game master and then have you know other people involved uh it it gave you the same level of fun that you would get from that but now you can do it on your own yes if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense yes (laughs) and (laughs) that's not the point of the mmo yeah but Mm -hmm. but there are dozens of us okay like dozens who do this yeah there, mm-hmm.
0: It's how I played. It's absolutely how I played until, you know, I have my husband sitting over here with a little bit more of that little crack rock. And <laughs> he's like, but don't you want to kill? Don't you want to like do like kill things quicker? And don't you mm-hmm. want this like cool gear? And like, don't you want to do this? And we're really looking for someone that's ranged. Like, we could really use a warlock. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, before you know it, like, it's just that's where you are. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and then and then you can't go back because you know what it's like to have power
2: <laughs> yeah, like, that's when he says chelsea you're an hour late for your doctor's appointment and then you go no that it's been an hour and a day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: But no, and I mean, in it. all
0: serious, I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm in recovery. I am no longer a mythic raider. It's it's definitely, you know, I pumped the brakes a little bit. I'm back mm-hmm. to casual play. It breaks my husband's heart.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It's just, I think that's one of the things about the game that's so great is because it doesn't have to be, you know, one person's play style doesn't have to be the level, or even look remotely like another person's playstyle. Like you can be very, very casual. You can kind of just roll up and not be excellent. You can be a little eater mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be super serious. How do how do you kill what has no life?
3: <laughs> level
0: player, um, mm-hmm. and you you can do that by dungeons, or you can do that by raiding, or you can do that by PvP if there's something for everyone.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you can run into a room with uh, you know, a bunch of enemies that someone's trying to roll all, all the math on and charge in there for Frodo and <laughs> and then everybody dies. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but the question, the question here that Leroy Jenkins asks is that does every man truly live? <laughs> uh, but, oh, but well, World of Warcraft, obviously one of the reasons why I think so many people, I I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of uh, stories on RPGs, and we're not just talking tabletop, like just the general interest in RPGs did kind of wane towards the late 90s, right? Like, -hmm. like even though there are games that came out, we've mentioned a couple of them now, they have small but loyal fan bases, you know, kind of like the people that um you know wanted to be romantically involved with me. So at, th- <laughs> at, at this point <laughs> at this point we've got we've got this this massive world to explore. Uh there's all kinds of things you can do. You don't have to just play the main storyline. If you wanna you know if you want to take a, a hundred hours and go play just for a specific mount, go do it. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Oh, and boy
0: and, have I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So it's so it's Anyone fun, right? out
0: there that wants to help me farm the time lost proto Drake, hit me up, please, because
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am super serial right now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think it's great that we brought up Bioware about Knights of the Old Republic because Bioware, you know, just like just like any good studio, they wouldn't just stop making games. They wouldn't just stop making RPGs or rpgs ish. If we want to call it that <laughs> so uh, who's familiar with the ditties of mass effect and dragon age
0: yes
1: yeah mm-hmm. i'm
0: familiar with said ditties
1: yep <laughs> yep again i mean i'm the camper i have not i've played neither but i have i have observed roommates and friends playing both and yeah. enjoyed watching
0: yes you would enjoy those games mm-hmm. i'm surprised by that
1: yeah i mean- got it yeah i think it's the the reason i think i have it but yeah i've watched mass effect from start to finish (laughs) well yeah right Mm
3: -hmm. yes
1: you know people regard
2: dragon age as an rpg right like it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of set in the fantasy realm it does what it needs to do um mass effect is considered an rpg at some times or depending on who it is that you talk to but i think the dividing line is very similar to what we talked about with uh kingdom hearts right Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Mass Effect is more of a, a space rump with some RPG elements, um, but the whole driving factor behind why people consider these to be RPGs is because of the choices impacting things, right? Yes. And so that's that's what the strength of these games are: is that you have save imports, and and once again, this is like, we can't talk about every RPG. We just want to talk about some of these like, uh, just major changes to the genre but your save import impacts what happens in the next game. Like it
1: blew my it's mind. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's, uh, I mean, I, I just remember the first time playing mass effect, you know, where your decisions can literally impact what happens to an entire race of beings. <laughs>
1: Yep, like, and if it, you end up wiping them out, they're not in the next game.
0: Right, and their blood mm-hmm. is on your hands.
1: <laughs> yes, and Someone we all <laughs> we all recall the talk about space aids. Yes. Yep, mm-hmm. not a thing, but it could have been.
0: It, it, it could yeah. be. Have you I been really, to space? I mean, you don't know.
1: You don't know what space aids are like. <laughs> yeah, they're probably. But you totally don't want
0: good. them. That's for sure.
1: Definitely no. They're definitely not good. Mm-mm. Can't be good.
2: I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I, every time somebody says space aids, it's like it, it, my brain just stops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another thing to keep Mark up at night. <laughs> oh, no,
2: no, <laughs> we've mentioned it a couple times on this show, and if you listen closely, I don't know what to say every single time we mention it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just don't. it's Chelsea it's right Joe, there.
0: they're joking about AIDS. aids are we allowed to do that i'm not sure uh,
1: it's, it's i blame moral. south park with canada the whole yeah. canada romp that's that's where, that's where that's where it came from south but park did
0: it first we're fine. it did
1: but i mean mark had the similar reaction when he first saw peter dinklage's uh space pants oh that yes. John,
2: SNL. yes yes are a tour of the solar system yes
1: yes <laughs> If you haven't watched it, I am linking that in this. Uh, yes, we will link. We will link yep. the
2: shit out of that. His intergalactic <laughs> space pants. <laughs> but these these are you know I, I once again I'm fine taking the flack on this if it comes down to it. But I mean I think it's really the choice. It is the choice here that that really makes these RPGs. You know. Like, oh yeah. yeah. And there's a,
0: there's a party building mechanic behind it too that I think can lean towards. You know certain RPGs, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And I think that's the detail that folks gloss over, especially with Mass Effect, where mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can you can choose specific skills that your party members get, and even though the different members can pick the same skills, it's like, well, why would you character build just to have two people to do the exact same thing? <laughs> so I
0: want five bloodlusting warriors. That's why. <laughs>
1: Twinning motherfucker! <laughs>
2: but isn't it crazy to think, though? I mean, and and maybe I'm overstepping a little bit here, but, um, you know, for, for us, to, it, it took a long time for us to get these types of decisions in games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I know that Fallout would dip into this a little bit. Um, so don't, I mean, don't get me wrong here. Fallout would do this. Um, Mm -hmm. but as far as, uh, kind of bringing us back to, I don't know, maybe, maybe a, a more strict RPG outline, if you want to consider it that, I mean, I, I think of Elder Scrolls usually when I think of the, the right, the right balance between this like first person, third person experience, and then having a stronger RPG, you know, uh, framework to it.
1: I concur. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's all I got. Um. Yeah. I mean, this thing went uh went first person, didn't it? Uh, for Fallout. That well, was that was, okay. that was a big so, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Well, but just like with
2: um, you know, with uh, so Fallout and Elder Scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they both have RPG elements to them. Mm-hmm. um but you can actually play both in first person and third person yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of the experiences we've talked about today are largely third person based right mm-hmm. um although uh actually i think in wow can you do first person as well chelsea yeah
0: you can scroll away and enhance <laughs> yeah. you can i mean i think it also and for these types of games too it depends on what you're doing within the game right like if you're trying yeah. to find something or locate mm-hmm. like a particular detail, I mean, obviously you're going to really need that first-person viewpoint. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I don't like to run around in every game like that. I like mm-hmm. to see my character. I like to see the world. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Otherwise, there are a lot. Uh, there are a lot of. Um, RPGs out there where you never do, and it's just like mm-hmm. your character's hands, and that's it. Yeah.
1: Hey, I mean, what's the point of getting all that badass armor if you can't, you know, bask in your own glory?
0: Yeah. When you eventually you know. sometimes zoom out and you go, oh shit, I forgot I was a lizard. Like,
2: <laughs> 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 or, or you get to a cutscene and it's like, oh man, my character is literally almost naked, but has a really high power uh, or a really high armor rating somehow. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Or I'm leveling up, and so all my gear just looks like peasant armor it's terrible (laughs) everyone around you is decked in some end game armor because they're all npcs and (laughs) you look like some moron nothing (laughs) matches
2: yep yeah you've got got pink pink cauldrons and like an orange you know chest plate and like leather leather shoes
0: (laughs) and a green like hat green like pointy hat or some mm-hmm. pot on your head, something stupid. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you walk past the NPCs and like adventure. I need you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh yeah. Just not con- you continue along. I need someone stronger. <laughs> For sure. Not you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think here's, here's where I wanted to make some statements. All right. Because mm-hmm. when we get to this age of, we'll call it the age of Bethesda, right? like, Mm -hmm. like, people are beginning to, you know, see more value in the RPG genre, right? Yeah, well, when, you know, Elder Scrolls had, you know, had existed long before, you know, just for Skyrim fans, right? It it existed long before that. Um, Now, with Fallout, like we mentioned, back in the in the 90s, this was an isometric RPG experience. So it was interesting to see fallout become a first-person slash third-person game Um, because for fans of the series they look at that and they go well that doesn't look anything like what it was right <laughs> it's, it's it's the same environment i recognize you know a lot of the references and what's going on here but um i will say for me this is where uh a switch kind of flipped and i went you know maybe I do like this first person RPG style
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I know there are some folks out there that are kind of divided on this they 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 didn't think that this was an RPG anymore. It was just a first person shooter that you know had a lot of fancy things bolted onto it. Um, so I don't know I mean what are, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean I, I, it is an RPG. I still think mm-hmm. that it's an RPG. The problem here. I think is that the art, the blanket of an RPG is so it's so huge. I mean, so much can fall under that and really maybe there needs to be, you know, some more granular classifications um, because, you know, we've brought up several things where we're like, oh, I'm not sure does kingdom hearts fit there or does, you know, all these other things, do they really fit there? Because to me, absolutely fallout fits there. Like you're, you're allocating your skill points and you're completing quests and you're getting followers and Mm -hmm. you're making choices that affect the game. And so for me, that is, it's super immersive. It is role playing, but it, it does. It doesn't have all that crazy, crazy customization. I can do anything feeling behind it like it is more handcuffing if that makes Mm
3: -hmm.
1: sense yeah you are tied into one size of shoe that whole game yes that you cannot make those any bigger than what your feet are
0: correct
2: (laughs) well I mean you still can customize um, make your character in Fallout which Mm -hmm. uh, the the first time I played Fallout 3 um, I had just been playing Elder Scrolls Oblivion for the better part of two years and Mm -hmm. like I'm I gained weight. I, I lost relationships. like I, I played oblivion for a long time. So when I got into fallout uh, or fallout three, I should say, uh, and, and not and we're not talking about the cancelled Van Buren project that uh, that our guest, Josh, will have some some uh, some some firsthand knowledge of. Um, I actually spent a good amount of time in Fallout three, just designing my character. like I, I mm-hmm. probably spent like an hour and a half just doing that the first time. I mean, so to me, it, it definitely, you know, felt like an RPG, but not in the sense that someone that you know, did it with a pen and paper, pen and paper, mm-hmm. pencil and paper, I keep screwing that
1: up. Here we are, Ken. Um, yeah, hey, you just like Over. to
0: be certain when you're writing your me stuff too. down, you don't have time mm-hmm. for pencils and erasing. Mark. No, knows.
1: I write Write with he,
2: confidence damn it. Yeah, he does That's it. Once. Right.
1: That's it. That's right. And the pen is mightier, right? Yeah. That's right. So, all
2: right. So we're talking evolution here, right? we That's mm-hmm. largely what we've talked about today since we got some of the true history out of the way. But with a game like Borderlands showing up in 2009, yeah. does that fit in the same vein of a Fallout slash Elder Scrolls? Like, what are our thoughts on that?
0: I have strong thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I just... <laughs> stood on my soapbox and delivered quite a long speech about (laughs) the blanketing term of what classifies Mm -hmm. as an RPG. I say that Borderlines is a first person shooter, get out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um I'm (laughs) I'm with Chelsea on this one actually too. Yeah. Uh, and not that I should actually actually, like I fucking agree with Chelsea a lot. I'm so (laughs) I I completely agree with Chelsea this one. I think it's because this is one where like I feel like they started with a first-person shooter in mind. Like, okay, what can we do to add on to that? Because, um, like, you do have what usually, I think, what four classes a game to pick from, which is an RPG element. Um, yep. You have skill trees to, like, divide into. Uh, you have your own level, and that affects what type of, like, the level of weapons you can get your hands on and how hard the villains are going to be around you. And those are all, like, serious RPG elements. Mm-hmm but I still feel like, again, like when, and I don't know if it's just because again, like I'm a sucker for the older RPGs where like your weapons are swords or staffs or more like fantasy based items that when you try making it. So like, you just have like, you know, different types of firearms, whether it's like traditional, like ammo or like electrical or, uh, uh, uh incendiary or weird alien crystal. Um, like, I don't know, like, it doesn't feel like it's translating the same. It's doing the same thing, but it doesn't feel that way. And again, because I think it's just because it is a firearm thing, it just feels first-person shooter, and that's where the real heart of the game in is, is just in, like, blowing shit away. And which, don't get me wrong, in video game terms, totally fun to just, like, shoot that stuff up. But I feel like that's definitely the focus, and less of, like, hey, let's have you, like, choose your outcome of things or make hard decisions in in the game that will have potential long lasting consequences. It's like, Nope, we're gonna see uh, how much gun food you can feed into your firearm and like mow down the weird people of Pandora.
0: So, right, I, I, I yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't say that any better. And kind of as you were talking it, it popped another little uh, franchise into my mind too, that I feel like kind of fits into that same murky water as well. Um, And that is destiny. Because does does a dungeon, (laughs) does playing as a group, does a quote unquote class, does that make an RPG? Or at what point are we just using some of these terms that are found in RPGs Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and like applying them to, like something that really is a first-person shooter, like mm-hmm. a Halo, like a Call of Duty type of well, dynamic.
2: That's, that's the reason for why I wanted to bring this up, because, I mean, an RPG is, by definition, it's just a game in which players assume the roles of characters in a fictional setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So players take responsibility yeah. for acting out those roles within a narrative, either through literal acting or through a process of structured decision-making regarding character development. Mm -hmm. So in this case, most of the games that we have discussed today for the exception, you know, of maybe, uh, you know, world of Warcraft, maybe Knights of the old Republic to an extent, um, maybe some aspects of the uh, elder scrolls and fallout, like those all involve, you know, a pretty good amount of customization to a character.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, And, with regards to Elder Scrolls and Fallout, and, and as you guys have mentioned, Borderlands to an extent, mm-hmm. um, they offer RPG elements, but it, but I don't think that you can classify them as true RPGs. And and some might fight me on this with Elder Scrolls because it's like set in a fantasy world, right? Like it it right. incorpor- incorporates a lot of that stuff, but I don't I don't think that you can just say. RPG equals fantasy, right? Just
0: because you're a wizard doesn't mean it's an RPG. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Just because you can't yeah. be late, nor can you be early, you and arrive precisely mm-hmm. when you mean to. Like that doesn't yeah. mean RPG. Yeah. Right. Just because
1: some watery tart is distributing swords doesn't mean you get to be an RPG.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, which, mm-hmm. which is why I think there's such a dividing line between. Tabletop RPG players who have been doing this for a very long time Mm -hmm. um, Which by the way tabletop is fun as shit. Don't get me wrong. Oh, (laughs) yeah, very much. So
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, but but I think that's that's why there may be some of these battle lines drawn Uh, Once again, not a joke Um, (laughs) But but because of this right like like uh, RPG elements have woven into so many different experiences in gaming since the beginning that now it can be hard to tell okay what is this truly
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, because
2: because we didn't even mention uh the witcher no we didn't didn't get to that
0: there's so many you can't we
2: would
1: be here for for, Mm -hmm. we
0: could have a podcast strictly about rpgs and that's all we would talk about
1: and eventually i would weasel into the nba 2k series being an rpg just because (laughs) i can pick my tattoos my hairstyle (laughs) I can pick my stats. I can pick my shooting stuff. And depending on how I do in the game, all that shit can change, uh, including my salary. So that's an RPG, everyone.
0: So maybe RPGs didn't disappear for a while, but mainstream (laughs) games just started picking up all the best things about them.
1: I think so. I think
2: that's what it is. So Joe is basically saying, what is an EA sports game, but RPGs persevering? Is that?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I'll take that over Destiny because I don't know, I think it's because Destiny just made me so mad as a human being that I just, I can't accept oh, right it being there with anything. You. Right there with you. Like, I'm sorry. Like you telling me the fun starts when the game is over. I'm like, what sort uh. of weird bullshit is this? And then the fun is apparently doing the same five raids over and over again for gear to use in the same five fucking raids there until yeah until the DLC there. that's yep. actually on the disc and you're just paying to unlock what's already on the disc like nope I hate you you are, are not an RPG there, you're the worst part of capitalism and I love uh, capitalism
0: <laughs> I totally oh. agree and I hate that too but there are people out there and like that's why they play. Like yeah. my my husband yeah. loved the Destiny games and mm-hmm. I it was like a dark period for me. It was yep. awful. I hated hearing the same the <laughs> same exact like recordings of audio mm-hmm. every single, every single night. Like every mm-hmm. single all the time it was all I ever heard. But like he they're the loot lust, right? Like there's yep. some people yeah. That's why he likes to, you know, why he still likes to raid and do dungeons and things like that. And going back to wow, it's because, like, it's the loot. It's what am I going to get? It's Mm -hmm. this is the best thing that I should have. And in order to get it, I have to slug through this dungeon 50,000 times because it has a 1.5% drop rate, and I want that shit.
1: Mm hmm but so, at least like wow gives you comfort is like there is just so much fucking shit to do in world of warcraft that you yes. can use that armor for yes whereas Destiny's like yeah i'm gonna struggle through all this grind to get this armor and then i'm gonna do what i could clearly do with the last armor that i had like yeah. why oh yep. Yeah. Yeah, i remember because i i did not last long in that grind with matt like i remember being on that train for a while I'm like i dude This is my stop, and I'm not gonna lie, it's been my stop like probably a good five stops ago, but I just rode the train because we're buds.
0: When you came out and confessed to hitting the hating the game, Mm -hmm. I like yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's start a fan club, let's get him to stop playing it. It's Mm -hmm. awful. It's like it's they they did. They took they took like a, a classic Yeah thing from an RPG, stripped down all the other great mm-hmm. stuff, and then just left you with a, a grind that isn't even very in-depth no. and in-game
1: transactions. Mm-hmm. Even, <laughs> like Peter Dinklage even quit that game.
0: Yes! That's he true. was the only he thing did. about the game I liked. The only yeah. thing I liked was hearing his voice, and then when he went away, I was like, like you know what? I'm this. out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you guys have kind of brought something up that's interesting, that we've we've talked about with within just the gaming industry right Mm -hmm. like what what do rpgs really do next because we've seen this evolution of you know some of the the more character driven role playing stuff kind of fall by the wayside and instead we're just amplifying stats skills and loot and that's Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. where we are right now and so you know that's more first person oriented but even on the jrpg side we're getting away from turn-based games and yeah. and so we talked about in the side stitch like final fantasy 15 mm-hmm. um and, and other even the final fantasy uh you know remaster um uh final fantasy uh, uh um seven right final fantasy seven also ditches the uh yes. Turn-based for action-oriented, right? Heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we
0: were so excited. I was just so excited to have just another new turn-based, explorative, remastered, nice graphic RPG. And then Mm -hmm. when they hit us with that, I mean, my God! I don't. We played for. I don't know a couple of hours and then haven't touched it again <laughs> since and we probably won't like honestly mm-hmm. I don't envision picking that game up again not because I mean it's a great game mm-hmm. but I it's not
1: it's not what you came there for it's
0: not it yet. yeah
2: mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. Are, are we just getting impatient you know do we <clears> do we need to kill the shit out of things as fast as we possibly can you know <gasps> are we just
1: getting old <laughs> Maybe. I don't uh, know. Maybe, maybe it's just more like the instant gratification thing because like, that's, that's life now. And uh, I think what we have to understand, like not, not have to understand, but something that like, I've come to extend, like understand definitely as a teacher is that like the kids are like, they're just used to like getting something right away. Like mm-hmm. it's an instant response. They get something and they know where to go from there. And like when it comes to like the long term like tactic games to see if like, what you've picked to happen will make the effect or like the desired thing that you want. Instead of that, you can just mash buttons to see if you're going to beat the boss or not. Like you just get that, that faster result. And I think that's kind of, again, like, like the gaming industry is just moving towards what they think the, uh, when I say like younger generation, they are younger. Um, we're old now. I've, I've come to terms with that, but, uh, they're going to go where the market is. And they'll be playing games longer than we will. Uh because yeah, we, they, they just will. Um we've I don't I think are we in our gaming prime or are we past our gaming prime? But either way, if we're in it or past it, they're making games for the generation that's approaching it. And that's like the, the action based RPG.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: I, mm-hmm. I, I think the ultimate strategy based RPG that we'll ever play. Mm-hmm. Is, is the game of life because I know I respect uh, mm-hmm. my skills and if we're using the special system like mm-hmm. I, I know that i've I've probably put more skills into luck than I ever have before and it's not panning out so I might need to change that go put them back towards intelligence because I can't even tie my own shoes anymore um, <laughs> <laughs> no, wanna well,
0: know what I'm gonna max out charisma and ride that train so... yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're gonna negotiate with every every vendor that you go to now and win.
3: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I,
2: it really I, I think it just depends on where you want to draw your line in the sand. Because um, for me, RPG is a an, it's, it's, um, I don't want to say all encompassing. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it is a genre that has so many different levels. And I don't think you have to consume them all to, mm-hmm. to really be an RPG fan. You can pick, I think you can pick and choose because oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much value in RPGs where, um, and I, I don't want to dog stuff like, you know, call of duties of the world and some of these like generic first person shooters. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think those are the higher value games to really immerse yourself in. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you want to play a character, you want to, You want to explore what's typically beautiful kingdoms and environments like this is where you get those experiences um so yeah i mean if you're if you don't play rpgs and you think that it's just for nerds like no they're they're designed now to be as like like massively consumed as possible Mm -hmm. and and so you might as well give it a shot if you haven't before
1: yeah Although, I mean, I could say uh, of where I'd want the futures industry to go. Um, and now I don't, I'm not going to go back to like the, I'm not going to be like the stubborn man. It needs to go back to its roots. Um, but I think, um, I don't even know if this game is considered an RPG. Um, but Star Trek Bridge Crew, which is a VR game. <laughs> <laughs> because it's literally like you're on a ship. Everyone has a specific role on the ship and then you're all in control of the bridge, and you all have to perform your duty to survive the missions and the quests that you're going on. And that's something that I think would be a, like, a, like an awesome future of the game, is just, or of the genre, um, where you can have uh, this VR experience, and you're literally immersed in the game, and a, a quest or something happens to you and your party members, and you have to work together to overcome it, to gain experience and gain points to level up as things go along. And eventually it just becomes Ready Player One. But um, <laughs> it all starts with Star Trek Bridge Crew.
0: Yeah, so come on, just just create a character. Yeah. I, I know you're gonna like it, just create a character.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really shocked we didn't get a Scotty impression out of that, but you know.
1: Yeah, I've done enough bad Irish Scottish for the day. We can't think of a better way to end our RPG coverage than with a discussion from one of its most well-known creators. Next week, we're sitting down with Obsidian Entertainment's Josh Sawyer, a 20-plus year veteran of the industry who rose from designing elements of games to directing projects. We're excited to sit down with Josh and to learn more about his life experiences and stories from his gaming industry career. You will not want to miss this episode. So until next time, Keep on dissecting. And just a thought unrelated to the podcast. Does anyone still have a Kmart in their town where they're listening to this? If so, put it in the (laughs) comments.